When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Of course, we got somebody riding shotgun with us. And I feel like it's fitting, Alan, for you to tell people who is riding shotgun with us. Because you told me something that I didn't even know when I asked if Dottie was still coming on the show today about him actually being with the site before. But go ahead, introduce us. Yeah, welcome back to SteelersNow.com. Donnie Drew. And Donnie, I I think you were the first guy, right? Weren't you? You were... At one point, the entirety of SteelersNow.com was just Donnie Druin, basically. And, like, mm-hmm. other people's borrowed contributions from the other websites in our network. Uh, I don't want to say I was the only guy, but you had hit me up. Uh, you slid in the DMs, as the cool kids would say, and you were like, hey, this thing's going on. You know, it, here it is. You want this opportunity. And obviously, I couldn't turn it down. I think it's been incredible to see where Steelers Now is today compared to where it started as and where it's going to go here in the future yeah it's been fun donnie you had i i don't know if you had the first post but i'm pretty sure it was on the first day you were you were there uh january 2019 maybe does that sound right or just after the end of the 2018 season some somewhere somewhere in that wow. uh that realm it's been a long time it's been a long time uh donnie now works for the um Fan Nation site covering Arizona sports, the Cardinals, and the Phoenix Suns. And you've done some uh, Arizona State Sun Devils and, and a whole bunch of other stuff along the way. Uh, but really glad to have you back. And Donnie was just at the Super Bowl covering that. So we're going to probably pick his brain about some of those things. And uh, I- I'm ready to do it. Let's go. Yeah, I am also ready to do it. Uh, let's start, Alan. The first thing that I want to talk about uh, right now, if the season started, who in the world is punting for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It might be you uh, or I. I have a I have a voicemail on my phone right now I haven't listened to. Very well could be the Pittsburgh Steelers asking if I'm available. It could be. It could be. <laughs> I I mean Brad Wing is out there. He's gonna punt in the XFL from what I've seen. I guess they could go grab him back uh pretty easily if they want to. Uh, my guess is that you know this is this is now one of the major needs of the offseason after they've cut Presley Harvin. They're gonna have to address it. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, I wrote a story Earlier this week, just after the news uh, that they were cutting Presley Harvin on Monday, on Tuesday morning, I wrote it, uh, kind of breaking down the options, right? You can spend a lot of money on free agency and get, like, the guy. Um, you know, someone who's been there, done that, a, a sort of established NFL punter. You can decide that punter isn't worth spending that much money and try to do it the cheap way. Braden Mann, who the Steelers claimed off waivers last year, ended up finishing in the top 10. 
in gross average. So it's not like that that path can't work. Uh, you can go the retread, you know, Brad Wing or, or whoever, uh, same same way. Uh, Corliss Waitman was with the Steelers a couple of years ago. He's around now uh, and I believe available to, to be snagged. They can also draft somebody uh, like they did with Harvin. That didn't work for him last time, but Tory Taylor from Iowa, uh, Austin McNamara from Texas Tech, and uh, Nick is in love with the, the punter from BYU. I, I mm-hmm. think it's like beyond um, – like like crush status. I don't know what's next. I don't know what the next I level. Did Tyler get to him though. Like I'm thinking that there might have been something there that Nick is pushing for it this hard. Like I don't know, Michael but he's Tyler. he's he's big on the BYU punter, um, who he saw at the Shrine game. So mm-hmm. there's all these options out there, and uh, certainly the Steelers are going to be digging into that, and we'll be digging into it too. But uh, one came up this week that I actually didn't include in that article that maybe I should have, but Pat McAfee on his show suggested Matt Ariza, the former Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. punter who was released. Um, that was in training camp of 2022, uh, right before his rookie year, when he was named as a defendant in a lawsuit uh, for a rape case and ended up being dropped. Uh, there were never any charges filed. That happened in December, of this year, mm-hmm. this past December. And I was out there looking for a gig. What do you guys think about the idea of bringing – Someone like that in, uh, and just, I mean, he was the best punter, college punter in the country. They nicknamed him the punt god. Like, there's pretty much no question that he can physically do the job. Everything is just whether or not this is somebody you want to bring onto your team. Donnie, you're the guest, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, I think um, you can go back to the draft process, right? Everybody was crowning him as, as a potential early, early pick and surely the first specialist off of the board. Um, so whenever he started to drop a little bit, uh, the alarm bell started going off. You know, what, what do these teams know about Matt Ariza that we don't? Um, and then come to find out, you know, the the case and you know, obviously Alan pointed out all the charges have been dropped. Um, he's still waiting for an opportunity. And obviously, if you're talented enough in the NFL, I think, the league has shown time and time again, you will get opportunities kind of irregardless of what you've done or what you were doing at, at that moment in time. Um, still notable to me that he hasn't received any like workouts or anything like that. So I, but it, it's all behind them, right? Like legally speaking, like all of that's in the past, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's yeah. no, there's never been any criminal charges filed. There was a, a civil lawsuit that has been dropped. And so he's got nothing going on legally. And he also you know, had one. Against yeah, he countersued for defamation. All that's off the table right now. Mm -hmm. I do know the NFL has the right to investigate on its own, and perhaps uh, that is something they've indicated they might be doing in terms of, you know, you don't need to be charged with a crime to get suspended by the NFL. They can decide that on their own. Um, Mm -hmm. But, man, I feel like if there's no legal or or jurisdictional hurdle to him playing football, someone's going to give him a chance because he's real good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like these these subjects are just like so touchy to talk about, I feel like, but like trying to keep it to just like a football thing right now, Steelers could certainly use the help in the department for what he brings. I I don't know. I, I'd have a hard time feeling like if there are going to be teams interested that they wouldn't be one of them. Um, I don't know. I mean, is, is he gonna hold are they gonna do like a thing where it's like a, a workout type thing where they invite teams to to like have him do? I don't know. Again, it's been very quiet on the matter rise. I can very like, easily see him kicking in the XFL this or sure, UFL yeah, going sure. out this spring. Yeah. Just because you know, it's not like 
a quarterback where you want that guy in at OTAs learning your offense. Like it doesn't matter for a specialist. He can be kicking That's all true. spring yeah. and then just, okay, I'm on the team now. Uh, there you go. So mm-hmm. I, I think if I was him and if I was his agent, I'd be pushing to go kick in the UFL, remind these NFL teams what you're capable of and put yourself out there as a really good option. My guess would be that he is not going to be somebody's first choice. Like it would be hard for me to see some team going into the year and be like, yep, this is our guy. Only one punter. Here we go. Like th- this is, uh, but I think someone could give him an opportunity to come in and kick in training camp and see if he can win a job and get to know him as a person and see if they want him around. I think that's probably the bigger thing. Interestingly, on that regard, the Steelers have more ties to San Diego State than about any NFL team in ever. Uh, they have three San Diego State alums on the roster right now. Luke Barku, DeMonte KZ, and Trenton Thompson. They also had Jordan Bird was in training camp last year. Bill Dunkel was in training camp last year and was on the practice squad all the year before. They had Cam Kelly and Nat Burhey on the roster in 19 and 18. They've had basically like 85% of all the San Diego State NFL grads on their team at some point. So my guess is, like, I'm not the kind of person that's like a... you know, that, that like appeals to authority person where it's just like, oh, these guys are pros. They know what they're doing. But my guess is the Steelers have a pretty good idea of what Matt Ariza, the person, is all about. And so if they decide to pass, I think I'm going to have a hard time holding that against them just because yeah. they really ought to know. Like they have more than enough uh, connections to be able to really know uh, what kind of person they're getting if they were to sign it. That's a great point. I actually hadn't even thought about it. I wasn't even trying to tie in the other connections that they have, obviously. Um, man, and you rattling all those names off from San Diego State that have been on Steelers rosters since AT was pretty impressive. Um, Dottie, you got to just do something in the very recent past that uh, I think a lot of people dream about doing. That's covering a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I actually, I always appreciate when you like share your memories, like your Facebook memories or whatever, oh, and it's, like, it's, ba- it's basically like a me- it's, it's inspiration for a lot of people, but it's like a message to yourself that you put out in the past that says like, Hey, I hope to do this someday. And then you go and do it. So covering the Super Bowl, just want to talk about that experience, obviously, because what a game that you saw. Yeah. Um, I, I think you took all the words out of my mouth, man. Like something people just dream about. It's just even going, let alone, um, being there as like a, a credentialed media member. Um, it's exactly what you think a Las Vegas Super Bowl would be from start to finish. Um, it, a phenomenal Super Bowl city, by the way. It, it really deserves to go back because it, it's just an yeah. electric factory the, the whole week of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I was a little disappointed the whenever the opening kickoff was happening because there weren't a bunch of like flashing lights uh, and yeah, whatnot. But, you know, the mm-hmm. damn kids and their cell phones, man. You know, nobody's <laughs> actually taking pictures with, with the digital camera. So I feel like I was robbed a little of that. But um, just the, the aura, the atmosphere, the energy, the game itself, like you had pointed out, Zach, um, that the halftime show, I'm, I'm belting confessions by Usher, like with like people <laughs> around me looking at me. It was start to finish, obviously, one of the highlights of my career for sure. That's amazing. Did you do so? Did you do just the Super Bowl? Were you there for Radio Row? Well? Um, I was only supposed to be there for Radio Row, um, but I there's like a mix up with my credential, and I was of the understanding I was like a lower tiered credential, so I didn't think I was going to be able to actually get into the stadium. Um, so oh. I initially planned on being there just <laughs> for Radio Row stuff, and then they're like, "Hey, like 
you'll be in the stadium. I'm like, all right, that's enough. Like, I, I didn't have like a press box seat. I was just standing in the concourse the entire time. Um, so I was there Thursday through Monday morning. Wow, that's amazing. What did you? What was the radio row experience like? Because that's something as a media member, I I'm looking at me like, man, I got to do that at some point because that seems bonkers. It, it's incredible. I was lucky enough to be at the radio row here last year whenever the Super Bowl is in Phoenix. Um, and it, it's just a madhouse of these like random celebrities. Like it, only at a radio row would like Burt Kreischer take a shirt off and like dap up Cam Newton and just like hop on the show for like 10 minutes. Right. Like you, you, you see the wonkiest stuff like Bruce Buffers was walking around with like a credential around his neck and just go up and talk to him. And these guys are like normal people. Crazy. Um, it, it, it's a madhouse, a lot of free stuff. And obviously all of us working in, in the industry, if they, more than anything, we appreciate free stuff given to us. Um, so shout out to the, uh, the bounty, like the paper towel company who had little, uh, little, not sweet, but like setup where they were giving people free wings and having their like paper towels with it. And it's like, Hey, look how good the paper towels kind of, you know, clean off your hands there we after go. you eat wings. Um, it's just so exciting it was so fun to go do a, a, a couple shows on radio road Two to kind of get down underneath my belt um if you can ever go i highly highly recommend it i think so that's did, in the uh yeah. i think that's in the game plan for us in the future it's just uh it's tough we've got a lot going on we know a lot of people still even uh from our humble beginnings we are not a big company and so it's mostly just me and nick uh out there doing most of the work and uh you get to this time of year and it's senior bowl and it's uh you know the shrine game and the pro bowl and and the super bowl all fall within like a three-week time frame that also includes the uh divisional round of the playoffs if you happen to get there and of course we didn't know what the Steelers were going to be doing until they lost uh, that monday and so yeah didn't didn't make it happen this year but i think that's definitely on the list going forward what's vegas like as a super bowl city i imagine absolutely insane right i mean that's that's kind of what i'm figuring mayhem absolute mayhem vegas any night of the week is going to be packed it's going to be loud it's going to be busy uh but you bring that entire congregation of like super bowl people to one city um i had a tough time navigating the the strip uh was not a big fan of the increased prices at the tables but i'm not going to get into the money i may or may not have lost um at the uh certain casinos i visited but i mean just there's something about the Super Bowl combining with Las Vegas to create just in, this incredible aura, this this energy you can feel from even just being in your hotel room. Like you you know the biggest game known to Western civilization is going to be played here in the city within a couple of days, and it's just as it gets closer to game time, it builds up. Um, phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. I, I love Las Vegas. I love the Super Bowl, and to see both of those things come together, incredible. So did you do just the right, you did just radio row when it was in Phoenix or yeah. you were also, okay. So maybe you wouldn't be able to attest the differences in the Super Bowl itself that took place in Phoenix as opposed to Vegas, but did you see a difference at all in the radio row, like the way that it was done from the two? Um, I will say the people working at the Las Vegas uh, Mandalay Bay Convention Center need to learn how to give better directions because I, I walked around Lost for probably 45 minutes. And like you guys know, like whenever you try to get somewhere you like you're not going, especially whenever like you work in our industry, you kind of need to be somewhere at a certain time. And with security people just kind of throwing their hands up, be like, I don't know, I just work here. Like that does not help at all. 
Um, I feel like Phoenix's was more organized, but that's definitely because I'm more familiar with the area. I, I knew where sure. I was going. I knew what it was going to be like. Um, I feel like there's a lot more like famous, famous people coming um, to Las Vegas, but that's probably just because the first Super Bowl in the city and it being one of the most infamous cities known to man, um, that surely helped too. But just in terms of like Radio Row stuff, um, not too big of a difference, but th- that might be just me. Had you been to Allegiant yeah. Stadium before? Yeah, yeah. I covered the uh, the Las Vegas Bowl whenever I was doing Arizona State coverage there. Um, I went to the Cardinals-Raiders game there um, the year after that. Went to a Pac-12 title game between Oregon and Utah. Covered that. And then as a fan, I've been there to watch uh, FC Barcelona play Real Madrid a couple of years ago. That place is insane. It, I, I really like it. It's so much bigger than it looks like you can't get any sense of the scale of the thing when you see like pictures of it or, or, you know, the out exterior shot things enormous. Uh, I like my, my first reaction to it is it's it's oddly like cold inside. Like, yeah, it does not look like you're in Vegas when you're in that stadium. It looks like you're inside the death star. It's, it's weird, (laughs) right? It doesn't fit like, especially compared to their hockey arena, which looks like you're on the inside of a slot machine. Uh, you know, like just the comparison is very stark. It's just this like gray and black, very Spartan, very cold. It's very much fits the Raiders, but it doesn't feel like you're in Vegas. Yeah, no, I, I think that the the whole like Death Star feel to it is very real because it's cold, like you said. The outside of it looks incredibly sleek, um, and then you get on the inside and everything is like black or like space gray and then white. And the the place itself is ginormous. It, it's huge. Um, it, it legit feels like you're in a spaceship whenever like you walk into it and then you have like the giant flame to honor um, to honor Al Davis and then you see like the, the overlook of like the Las Vegas Strip outside of the windows behind it. Um, it's one of my favorite stadiums I've ever been to but yeah it just it doesn't feel like you're in like Vegas Vegas whereas when you go to Akershire Stadium you know you're in Pittsburgh you you see the 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 city behind it. Um, you know you're in Pittsburgh whenever you're at a Steelers game, but whenever you go to this giant state-of-the-art stadium, it's like, okay, well, th- this could really be anywhere. I wonder if that's kind of on purpose just because of how like itinerant the Raiders have been and how spread out their fan base is. They're, like, they're, they're more their own brand than they are a city brand. I, I wonder how, because like, you know, Minnesota, for example, beautiful new arena, one of my yep. favorites. You know you're in Minnesota when you're in there. I mean, it's 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 very clear. They've got the Viking stuff everywhere. It looks like a Viking ship. You you know have a glass window where you can kind of see outside into the town. Um, very different. Uh, same thing with Atlanta, really. I think I think that that place feels like Atlanta. Very different. Uh, interesting place. Was it was it dressed up for the Super Bowl differently, or did it pretty much look like it normally does? Pretty pretty much looked like it normally did. Obviously, the the field was a little bit different, um, but everything else was kind of. Obviously, they have the the Super Bowl stuff everywhere, and it, you know they're selling merchandise left and right. And there's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey stuff everywhere. I'm surprised I didn't see more Taylor Swift stuff, to be honest. But uh, no, it, 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 Taylor it was, Swift. We really should have led with that because that's yeah. No, I, I I did. I watched her. It wasn't Blake Lively, but it was somebody else. She like did a chugging competition with somebody whenever they showed her on the jumbotron during like the whole like celebrity row stuff. And whoever she outdrank, she won. So I mean, that was pretty cool. A uh, lot of a lot of Swifties there. I will say. Showed up and showed out. You mentioned Akershore a little bit ago. You know what? There's there's been a lot of talk about it. What about the idea of a Super Bowl at Akershore Stadium? 
Doesn't Pittsburgh just scream Super Bowl after seeing it take place in Vegas? If, if it's in October, <laughs> sure. If, if they move the Super Bowl to October, sure. I cannot imagine deciding the, the Lombardi Trophy with a icy cold Akershire Stadium. And like half the stadium, regardless of who's playing, is going to be very drunk yinzers. And I think the more I say this out loud, the more I'm talking to myself <laughs> into having a Pittsburgh Super Bowl, right? Because that, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I think That's, this is football even, the way it was intended to be. Even yeah. If they built a dome, <laughs> Pittsburgh could never have the Super Bowl. Like, even yeah. if there was a roof, like they're, they're not going to play another. Out, I, I think it's pretty clear they're not going to play another outdoor Northern Super Bowl. Although I contend that they should just have one in Green Bay, like just, like just to do it, have it in a town mm-hmm. of five hundred people, like in February in Green Bay. It'll be two degrees. I think it'd the be hundred, awesome. hundredth Super Bowl one hundred should one hundred percent be in Green. In Green, Bay. that would be so cool. I, I'm, I'm yeah. totally on board with that. I think they should do it. It's not coming to Pittsburgh. They're not going to play an outdoor, you know, Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. But even if they had a roof, even if they had a dome, they would never ever be able to play a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh because there's nowhere to put all the people. Like, I mean, Vegas is the number one like convention slash hotel destination. Vegas has more hotel rooms than any other city in per capita in the world. I think where would you put, I mean, it, it the media hotels, the, the players in Vegas were staying at Lake Las Vegas in like the other side of the Valley that if, if you held the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh, you'd be putting teams at state college in Erie. Like that's, that's where like every hotel room from Columbus to Syracuse to like Hagerstown, Maryland would be booked. There's just no way that they could ever have a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh. I think it's funny that this is a thing that people bring up. Uh, but yeah, like they're not going to put a roof on the stadium because, I, you know, oh, Pittsburgh could get big events like Indianapolis. I'm like, no, we're not set up for that. Like, it, it yeah. could not. Can you imagine like the, the mass of people that is a Super Bowl week attempting to get into downtown Pittsburgh? No, like, that part of it. Like no, no, no. Yeah, like, it's already bad enough for a penguins or a Steelers. To get in there, like no. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I. It's funny to think about, honestly, the idea of it, especially because of how many hotels are around me. Like we built so many hotels in Beaver County that it's just funny to think about. Like, would we potentially ha- see a bunch of people here? Like that, we're going oh, to the super. Forget, we're like, 30, like I'm saying, forget you. Yeah. There's gonna be people in like a hundred miles on the other side of you. Like Cleveland's hotels would be yeah. sold out for a Pittsburgh yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they would sell out all of Cleveland for a Pittsburgh Super Bowl. They would probably right, now, put visiting media in Cleveland because that's similarly to Donnie. Now I've talked myself into wanting it. To I kind of want to so. see it. You know what Pittsburgh really does need? Uh, we yeah. we need a bowl game. Donnie brought up the uh, the. The, the the bowl game at the at the Allegiant a bowl game with a bunch of drunk yinzers who don't really care who wins between like Miami of Ohio and Air Force uh, in the okay field. they would I definitely care about Miami be... of Ohio yeah yeah oh well, okay. I will they say would care you... about Miami of Ohio yeah. I, I, I will co-sign <laughs> on the bowl be, game idea be a road game for Air Force there that's for sure but uh <laughs> let, let, let me co-sign on the bowl game idea only if they can get a edible mascot. But it has to be a pierogi instead of a pop tart. Well, they could play at PNC Park too. That would be yes. interesting too. That'd be cool. I would be all yeah. on that. Uh, Pittsburgh is. I'm going to make a bold prediction here that is not actually that bold. Pittsburgh is going to get the draft. Uh, they one? have. Um, 
bid, officially bid on the either 26 or 27 NFL draft. And I don't know which one it's going to be, but I'll wager any amount of money you want to lose that they're getting one of those two and uh, it's coming. And what do you guys think about that? I I would love it personally. Um, I, I, seeing other cities, um, and no disrespect to um, any place like Cleveland or like Detroit. No, or we, we like that. No, no disrespect. All the disrespect um, to Cleveland. I, 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 I have to remain neutral. <laughs> uh, I I might be a little bit biased just because obviously I'm, I'm from the area. If anybody doesn't know, but um, it's such a special city. Like like Pittsburgh is not a big city but it's also not like a small town either like like people the city itself the the people that consume it are just deeply deeply unique especially when it comes for the level of football i think if you can kind of capture that and bring that to an nfl draft and sure there's going to be fans from like other teams there and stuff but um people talk all the time about wanting to have a special event such as the nfl draft in a place where people will really really truly care about it the draft is never coming here in arizona because Phoenix is a melting pot from every which other way of the country. There's no solidified fan base here for the Arizona Cardinals. The Pittsburgh Steelers, however, let somebody let Jerome go up and like and announce like the pick. Let oh. let like Troy Polamalu go up and like announce the start of the the 2029 NFL draft. That place might tear down. Like that that place legit might set itself on fire with the electricity in it. Like Pittsburgh deserves to have an NFL draft. I yeah, think I the draft yeah. is boring, but I think people will go crazy for the first round. I think the first yeah. round will be yeah. nuts. I think after that, I do think Pittsburgh has enough diehards that people will go. But, like, man, day three of the draft is a chore. Uh, it's a chore for us covering it. It, it gets yeah. to, like, it gets to the middle of the fifth round. And I'm like, can this just hurry up, man? Like, can they trade out so I can go home? Like, it, it's that's such, such that, a long That's time. the, if, if you're in the media, you know, like, that's what you really want is your team to trade its seventh round pick so that you get to go home early on the yep. third day of the draft. <laughs> that is exactly what you want. Like, trade up two spots in the fifth and get rid of that seventh. Do it. Do it. Do it. No one will ever. No media member will ever criticize that trade right there. You literally trade a seventh round pick. Steelers have traded their seventh round pick to the Cleveland Browns for a cat named Harry. Great deal. I love it. Omar, see y'all later. Genius. You're a genius. I feel like it's very like incons. It's very inconsequential for me. Like I, if there's people that want to go to, if there's people that want to cover it live that are here, great, awesome. Hope that it happens for them. But like for me, I enjoy what I do like doing a live stream for rounds one through three, the two nights and watching it on my TV and just having like my friends in a, in a room and just talking about the picks and stuff like that's, that's one of my f- two favorite days of the year is the NFL drafts for that reason. So like for me personally, whether it was in Pittsburgh or somewhere else, I'm gonna be doing the same thing. So that's fair. I don't really have that much of an opinion on it. Also, I have a, like, I don't know. I don't know how we got here with the Steelers fan base. But it's become very negative in the last couple of years. Like, what do you think the chances are that pick gets booed? Because I think there's a pretty solid chance. I, I think that the chance is the same reason that it's a negative fan base, the quarterback play. So once that's not well, any quarterback, pick, any, any pick quarterback job, would get cheered. That's true. Any quarterback yeah. would get cheered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, very good chance that it's not gonna be like, you know, a sexy pick. They're probably not gonna go playmaker skill position like we're going to be talking about in the trenches these 330 pounds yeah 
I'd be in on that. I think I think Pittsburgh fans would like a nose tackle. That actually might be okay. I think I think we can mm-hmm. get. Uh, I think we can get. Yeah, that. you know how many people would just be putting up pictures of that person and Casey Hampton side by side on draft night, <laughs> saying we got our next one. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I feel like that's the route that it would go. Um. All right, Donnie, we want to spend the rest of today's show talking about, we've talked about the Super Bowl that you got to cover, obviously, but like your journey to that has not just been, oh, you know, I'm graduated high school, graduated college, and here I am covering the Super Bowl. There's been many stops along the way, and we want to kind of check some boxes going through those stops. So like, you know, everybody loves sports, but very rarely, or there's a very select few people when I'm with two of them right now that actually get to do that, to cover sports for a living. So how did you get into this industry? And uh, what led you to where you are now? Yeah, my uh, my dreams of playing in the NFL were crushed whenever I stopped growing in uh, probably my freshman year of high school. That's when. How tall are you? Five uh, ten on a good day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're also like half the person that I first met. Wait. Yeah, it's it, it's so. crazy. Ho- hopefully, I'm getting like stronger as, as the years go. I'm, I'm in the gym every day, but that's just uh, one cycle won't hurt. Is all I'm saying. But. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it's been such a weird journey. I I, I knew um, I love sports. I wanted to be involved somehow. I just obviously couldn't play it. Um, I've always been a pretty decent writer in all of my, my English classes and stuff. So I figured I would try to kind of combine the two. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I, I remember like my like freshman year, um, obviously no newspapers or stuff. I, I was still playing football, but anytime I would like watch a game, um, I would sit down and I would like write a little like recap for my mom to wake up to the next morning. Like, Hey, like, you were sleeping, but the Packers beat the Lions on Sunday Night Football. Like, here's how Aaron Rodgers went bananas, right? Um, and so I, I just – I knew I loved it. I knew that was something I wanted to do. Um, graduated high school. I started writing small articles the, my senior year of high school for CardinalSportZone.com, which is a Louisville Cardinals basketball site. Um, so I got mm-hmm. to cover them on their 2013 uh, Final Four run. That was really cool. Um, and then I just kind of picked up little small gigs and slowly but surely climbed up the ladder, um, went off and on to community college for six years, never graduated. Um, I tell my mom, a lot of people go to school for six years and she says, Donnie, they're called doctors. Um, so that, that, that's really cool. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm blubbering here. I, I, I got my first yeah. kind of big break with Alan whenever Alan hit me up and he's like, Hey, like we need a Steelers guy. I know you do this, like come, come work for us. Um, so I, I did that for a minute. And then um, luckily uh, my boy, Noah Strackbine, shout out to him, gave me the phone call where he's like, Hey, we you know we're, we're partnering with the two letter network. Come on. And then I remember calling Alan. I worked a day job as a, as a movie theater manager. And I remember calling Alan in the, the stairway of, of one of the theaters and like, Hey man, like I am so sorry to leave you here's what's on the table for me. Do you think I should do it? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And then Alan was nothing short of supportive for me to kind of make that leap. So I worked under Noah for a little bit. Um, you know, I, I emailed the big wigs at SI and I'm like, Hey, you know, I know you guys don't have X, Y, and Z. I'm here in Arizona. I would love to provide it. And now I'm here. I cover the Cardinals and the, the Phoenix Suns full time. And um, Zach, I, I don't want to put our time together under the table either. I, I was part of 412 um there for a minute doing fantasy football stuff with you I, I think a lot of people forget that to be honest but i mean just being here with both yeah. of you guys is kind of surreal yeah We're very very small blip on the journey of donnie drew and the around the yeah. four and two fantasy football podcast 
Man, I'm not even on the random 412 fantasy football podcast anymore. I just handed the keys off to Joe and Drew for that. I'm not, I don't even do it anymore. It's just How about growth, man? Um, I mean, both both you and Steelers now has been crazy. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. And I obviously like we the one of the best things that and I'm uh, very upset I mentioned this to Alan, like WrestleMania better be a banger this year because I didn't go to the senior bowl because I'm going to WrestleMania. I couldn't get both times off uh but like the senior bowl a couple years ago was really when we first met in the times that we had there um but yeah dotty i just uh you're one of my favorite people in the industry and i'm so happy that uh you've grown the way that you have i uh, yeah, any questions for you, i don't think so um i i have i, I do have like what what um what do you like about covering the Cardinals? Or what do you like covering about the NBA? Like I, I haven't I don't have any experience doing that. I'm actually mm. thinking about uh trying to uh go to um during the this it seems like every year during the com- combine the Pacers are on the road. This year the Pacers <laughs> are at home. Uh and so I was thinking about trying to go That's to a fun to, team this year too, by the way. Yeah. TJ McConnell, maybe, uh, and do some stuff while I'm there. But what do you like about covering the NBA and how is it different? Obviously, I know a lot about covering college football and covering the NFL, but what do you like about that side of things? Uh, it, it's such, such a different pace covering the NBA because there's games almost every other night, right? Whereas like, if you're covering an NFL team, um, you're in a schedule. You're in a set schedule. Okay, Wednesday's first injury report. Uh, we get you know questionable and game statuses on Friday. You know the inaction is released ninety minutes before kickoff on Sunday. You kind of get yourself into a rhythm. But the NBA, there's just so many games sometimes back to back sometimes you know a night off then a night back on um you really don't have time to kind of like i don't want to say sit back and relax but 82 games is a lot and you you really realize that whenever you kind of put your head into it and you start covering it um just seeing all the different stars come through to like whatever team like you're covering like it's it's been amazing to see like everybody from lebron to victor webinyama it's just two feet away from me while i'm sitting courtside before a game um, in terms of coverage, drama. Like, obviously, everybody loves drama, but the the NBA is by far the most drama-driven headline league I have ever seen. And, um, I mean, like, for example, like, earlier this year, within 15 minutes, I saw Draymond Green to punch a Suns player, and then the Chick-fil-A mascot was hitting the gritty on the sideline. Like, you're not going to get that anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking, too. Obviously, not that I've covered NBA games, but like, and not to say that there's not a ton of star power in the NFL, but it just seems like every night in the NBA, like pretty much every team has at least like one superstar nowadays, too. That no, it, just it, that's absolutely true. And I mean, the, the, the amount of star power, like you had pointed out, um, the, the way games can change. I can't tell you how many game stories I've had written whenever the Suns were up or down by 15 or like 16 and like late in the third quarter, I've had to go back and rewrite because something happens. And I think in mm-hmm. such a star driven league where there's only five players on the court, anything can happen in the, the snap of a finger. And I just think that's incredibly exciting. Yeah. Oh, I do want to ask you actually one last thing before we get out of here mm-hmm. um, was about the owner of the Phoenix Suns, who I think is one of the most interesting owners in sports, Matt Ishiba. Do you, so like if you had conversations with him, like obviously he would do like regular availability, but have you ever had like a one-on-one conversation or gotten to know anything about him like outside of basketball? Um, not like a, like a one-on-one official, like, Hey, you know, I'm Donnie. Nice to meet you. This is that we've crossed paths a handful of times. We've exchanged a couple of words, but I've never had the opportunity to really, uh, really sit down and get with them. You know, it's funny because you, you don't realize like what billionaire money looks like until a billionaire buys the Phoenix Suns and you're sitting at the press conference and he has a football team of assistants and security 
and everybody mm-hmm. kind of like running the show and you're like oh this is billion with a b money like I, I'm, yeah. I'm around millionaires almost every day of my life but this is billionaire money um, 8.1 billion uh value yeah it, it, it's absolutely nuts but he, he's an incredibly nice guy um from our limited interactions and obviously he's spending like crazy to try to get the suns to the first nba title mm-hmm. all right well donnie i think that that's uh that's all we got so we can't thank you enough for jumping in and riding shotgun with us tell the people where they can find you yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Donnie Druin, and you can follow our work at allcardinals.com or sd.com slash NFL slash Cardinals. Do we get some, like, you know, Steelers? Do we get some Steelers drops in there every once in a while? Maybe some Sometimes, Crosby, yeah. The, the, the whole, Crosby like, uh, the, the, the Cliff Kingsbury uh, rumors with, with the oh, Steelers yeah. was going there a little bit. And obviously they played each other last year, so that was a, a crazy, crazy game to, to be at. Mm-hmm. Trading yeah. the Steelers, Kyler Murray, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> Well, we got, we got if for all some the other reason, so I mean, we need we need him too here. If for some reason that were to happen, you would definitely find yeah, we'll, Donnie we'll Drew back talking. on afternoon yeah. drive. <laughs> 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 Maybe last year I can't remember who it was all like Manny Jones, right? The Steelers uh, signed him. Like, oh yeah, for practice squad. I texted Donnie. I'm like, who is this guy? He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I, I remember like, though, the, the right, well, Isaiah like Simmons. Talk. My question about how much I need to know about this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Alan, you tell the people where they can find Ace you. Well. underscore PGH on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Just I basically just Twitter. Uh, SteelersNow.com, PGH Steelers Now is the site's account. Go check it out. All kinds of good stuff. Got the big story on Matt Ariza there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, JC Latham as a first round pick option, I think, is somebody that none of people are talking about. Write about him today. And uh, yeah, it's all up there. Go check it out. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments with any questions for us to come back to over the weekend. Leave us a five-star review, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Zachary Smith, PJ, Alan Saunders for Don Tease. Tease. Oh, man. Hmm. Dang it, I wasn't prepared for this. I don't know how to tease this. I, I honestly I'm blanket. Do you have a way that you would tease who it is? Because uh, uh, the, uh, Monday's guest uh, shares a time zone with Donnie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Nobody's ever going to get one. I don't think. No, absolutely not. For myself, for Alan Saunders, for Donnie Druin. Thanks for jumping in. Take another ride with us on the Steelers.